Welcome, everybody, to the X Factor podcast, where we break down, my uh, co-host and I break down that which separates and elevates the game changers in various industries from the also-rans. He's a game changer. Uh, I call him JR, uh, but that's just because I know him very well. The rest of you should refer to my co-host as John Rennie. Mr. Rennie, Sir John of Rennie, or simply um, Your Majesty. JR, what's up, kid? Hey, not much. How you doing, Coach Brew? Good to see you. I like I the beard. Good. The Thank beard you. is growing out good. It's the uh, COVID beard. I like it. It's a good look. Uh, you could be um, Parker's Amish dad at this point. You're getting more yes. Jebediah-like every day. I was going to trim off the stash before the show, put on a straw hat and dress in all black. But since I don't have the straw hat, uh, that'll have to wait until a future episode where I will surprise the young man, studio boy, with uh, <laughs> my new outfit. And he'll probably just start calling me daddy. <laughs> What's up, DFE? Not that much. is the DFE right down there, Chip. Yeah, real just, chip off the old block. Yeah, James Elliott was reminding us that uh, your call name is Chip from the Beauty and the Beast. So shout out P1 listener James Elliott. Yes, uh, I would. It would be irresponsible of me not to mention that the X Factor Podcast, which our website is thexfactorpodcast.com, uh, is this podcast is brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee and our Bottom good Gun friends. Coffee. Yeah, at good friends at bottomguncoffee.com. These guys are submarine veterans and they make the absolute best coffee in the world. It's what I drink every day. And uh, they got a variety of different blends. Uh, you can check them out at bottomguncoffee.com. These guys are great. Good coffee. Don't just, you know, settle for that, you know, whatever Maxwell House or Folgers or whatever that or big coffee Crystal brand meth, is. Yeah. Black tar heroin. Exactly. You, know, you just gave free shout outs to uh, two different coffee brands in the middle of a bottom gun coffee ad, John. I'm just saying well, they're not. As, we're going we're gonna to pretend you didn't just say that. OK, it's a compare and contrast. It, it's a compare and contrast. Oh, all right. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Listen, folks, our coffee's better than your coffee. Your coffee sucks. Right. And you need to step your game up. Get some bottom gun coffee, bottomguncoffee.com, because it will make you better looking, mm. smarter. Yep. You will look younger. It takes like 10 years off of your appearance at oh, least. Yeah. least. You know how they say the camera adds 15 pounds? Well, bottom gun coffee subtracts about 20. So you're going to yep. look thinner. You're going to look more youthful and vibrant. And it's better than whatever you're drinking. And that's for sure that's for sure cheaper than getting crystal meth and probably has equivalent results in terms of like the energizing effect and your ability to be productive your boss will thank you for getting bottom gun coffee because it's going to make you twice as productive at work right you don't have you to have, have to crack stop for coffee breaks you won't be distracted yeah it is uh such a performance enhancer I'm amazed that people aren't being tested for it. I'm amazed it's still legal in all 50 states. That's how good it is. 
Mm. So get yourself some bottom gun coffee. It is banned from the sport of curling, by the way. Curling? Yeah. Who does that anyway? I mean, isn't that yeah, Canadian? Wait. That's Canadian. I thought that was like... It's the only sport I could think of. But we, like wall, we built a wall on the Canadian border to keep curlers out of the United States. I agree. But I was, you know, you think about like sports that you could actually, you could actually see yourself participating in the Olympics. That's one that I've always thought I could probably do that. The guy with the broom in the front, I probably it, could do that. It seems like a bar game, you know, like <laughs> curling, um, cornhole cornhole yeah darts that, uh, wait, wait wait they have thing on the sawdust what's that called shuffleboard with, with yeah, the little no. discs yeah oh, that's uh, shuffleboard or bocce ball uh, yeah. darts foosball it seems it seems like it's of that ilk it is it is ping yeah. pong and all of those ping pong bar games yeah. ought to be olympic events yeah it really should, because if you think about it, ballroom dancing is an Olympic sport. Mm. Cornhole and foosball may as well be Olympic sports. Wait, ballroom dancing is an Olympic sport? It actually is, DFE. I, I love how he thinks he needs to fact check me on this show. It's, well, part, of the, it's part of the young millennial's charm. The disdain our intern has for me is I know. shocking. What he doesn't recognize and realize is, is my that genius. He, well, the, your genius and the fact that you're an award-winning author, right? And I'm that a best-smelling author too. You are a best-smelling author. How about this? I got a book right here, right in front of me, called "Beyond Stadium Status" by a guy named John Brubaker. What a great book this one is, Parker. Have you read it yet? No, I do not. All have the, he it. he would hate it. All the pages are already colored in. <laughs> <laughs> no this is a great book uh i'm not quite done with it yet but i'm on uh 163 so i'm all more than halfway through did you and, get to uh, the page that has uh, like a, a heading on it that is the title of your new book you I'm have not one? even kidding shameless plug for my co-host's really? new book yeah i didn't see, see that i can pull up let me see if i can I'm, I, I might have missed it. Somebody texted me. Let me see if I can find it. That's, with, that shows we've been working too too closely together. Might have deleted it. I'd, I'd look I it up gave, in your table of contents. I gave you a subtle shout out. I gave you a subtle shout out. I appreciate that. I'd, I'd look it up in your table of contents, but there's only one chapter. So Exactly. Well, that's find. the inside baseball. You have to buy it and, and read the first page to figure that out. Anyway, yes. we are uh, already off on a huge tangent. Today's yes. topic. It's because yes. we're hopped up on. It's because we're hopped up on bottom gun coffee. We are exactly. Uh, today's topic is X Factor colleges and universities. Yes, I love it. And I am going to take, uh, as you probably could anticipate, John. Yes. I'm going to take a rather unorthodox approach to the whole thing. Shocking. Yeah. So um, in keeping with the theme of who goes first, how do you do we do we do rock, scissors, paper? Do we uh, pick a number between one and 10? Do we cut cards? Uh, do we have a tickle fight? What, what do we do? How do we figure out who goes first today? Flip the mm -hmm. coin. 
Hmm. Let the DFE choose. So he feels in some small way empowered, even though his only three jobs are collating, stapling, and making us bottom of gun coffee. <laughs> Let's make him feel empowered today. Yeah, I think so. As far as right. like leadership stuff. Um, so um, DFE, if you could take a break from collating, stapling, uh, bringing, bringing our mail in from the mailbox and making coffee, uh, you get to choose which one of us goes first. I guarantee you, I know who he chooses, John. Well, let's just pick a pick a number one through ten. Whoever's closest. No, no, goes we first. already did that. We already played that game. You are being <laughs> oh, forced God. to exercise your judgment, <laughs> use your values to make an informed, educated decision. All right, Coach Brew, go first. I thought for sure he's going to pick you. I did he's too. Constantly, <laughs> it's disgusting how much this kid sucks up to you all the time. He's like freaking Eddie Haskell with Mr. Cleaver when he's around you. I know. That's why I like him. And you know, that analogy I just gave, he has no freaking. No, not a, none whatsoever. I have no idea. None. Mm. I have no idea. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yep. Eric right over, right over his head. Look. Yeah. So uh, we're going first here. Coach Brew. Yes. Coach Brew. Thanks, let's, let's talk about universities <laughs> and uh, colleges that have the X factor. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question, John. Go for it. What's wrong with colleges today? They're expensive. In your humble but highly accurate opinion. Keep in mind, we have time limits on this show. What's wrong with colleges today? They're expensive and you get uh, degrees that are useless. You mean feminist dance therapy um, is a useless major? It's not useless unless you are trying to earn a living then it would be useless. Yes. Okay. So um, Java developer. <laughs> and when I say Java developer, I mean barista. Right. I was going to say, yeah, be, I think that's what know, most major. degrees are is yeah. Java developer. <laughs> so, so, you know, I think one of the complaints that I see with colleges is they're all like, you know, that old saying we have on the show, when you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. They're all looking and sounding the same. I have, for those of you who don't know, my daughter is, my oldest daughter is uh, in 11th grade. She takes after her mother. So she has really good grades. She's very academically minded and smart. Took the SAT and our PSAT got great scores. My wife and I were super proud, uh, but then we started to get this flood of mail from admissions offices in our mailbox. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's a stack each day, almost like an inch or two thick. And last Saturday we got, she got two letters and they were white envelopes with the far kind of like the, um, the reply return address section was red. Mm. And one was from um, Temple university and the other one was from, I think like uh, Miami of Ohio or somewhere. And they were the exact same envelopes with the exact same fake stamp in the top right corner. Oh, wow. The uh, address, the mailing address was in the exact same font. It was sent by the same direct mail company, not even from the university, the exact same direct mail company. Now, you know, what was in the letter was a little different, but they looked identical. So my point being, all these colleges, 
are taking the easy way out. They're being intellectually lazy, even though they're quote higher education, you know, the <clears> home <throat> of learning and they're marketing to no one. There's no differentiation in most cases. The it's probably case not a, that, it's probably not a good idea to study marketing at one of these places, right? When they're I taking think the one of the worst things out. you can do yeah. in yeah. terms of being a marketer is learn marketing from a textbook. Yeah. yeah. Um, or from an institution like that. So um, what I will say is in your neck of the woods, John, there is one fabulous, fabulous marketer of their institution and degree programs. His eyes are closed. He is, uh... did I put you to sleep, John? I look like you want to sleep. Uh, you're maybe your screen froze. We're doing this on Zoom, folks. Uh, so anyway, in your neck of the woods, there's one university that takes the cake, in my opinion, is very X factor because they're very contrarian. They do the opposite of what most institutions of higher learning do. And that is High Point University, mm. which is very near Winston-Salem, yep. North Carolina, the furniture making capital of America. Uh, High Point University is basically, um, it's, it would be like if uh, a Ritz-Carlton hotel and a country club had a love child. That would be High Point University. And the reason I say that is, is they provide an amazing student experience. And it is luxurious. The grounds are manicured perfectly. Uh, there is a uh, five-star restaurant on the campus. Wow. And the students have access to eat at that restaurant once a week. And the reason for that is, um, or the reason they say it's there is so they can learn you know, etiquette, how to handle themselves when they go for a business dinner or business lunch at a gourmet restaurant with, you know, a potential employer, customer, client, whoever, boss. Anyway, really it's marketing. Because what's mom worried about? Where's my kid going to sleep? Yeah. Where's he or she going to eat? And are those two things quality? Is it safe? Is it comfortable? Yeah. You know, yep. is it the next best thing to a home cooked meal? Well, at high point, it is. It's like a Ritz Carlton. In the dorm, they leave the newspaper at your doorstep in the dorm each morning, like you're at like a high quality hotel where they just put the paper in front of your room. Hmm. So they understand they are catering to you know, manufacturing a world-class experience where other institutions, it's just the same everywhere else. You won't find that anywhere else, but they take it a step further. And, you know, it's, uh, again, I view this through the lens of marketing, not through the lens of recruitment and retention. I mean, this is like straight up optics and like for visitors seeing this. Every afternoon, middle of the afternoon, there is someone pushing an ice cream cart <laughs> around the quad and the students, they pass out free ice cream to the students who want like, you know, an ice cream bar or whatever. Mm. So you think about 
this whole scenario I just set up and I'm not making this up. This is what they really do. Imagine if you're a family on an admissions visit and you see this, the newspaper laid out very thoughtfully at the doorstep in each dorm, a five-star restaurant on campus, an ice cream cart. They could get ice cream while they're there on their visit, walking through the quad in the middle of the afternoon. I mean, it is just a vision of, it reminds me of like a Disney-esque experience. Hmm. You know? Well, you know, it's interesting. In a way, don't they have to stand out, right? In North Carolina, I mean, just just within you know sixty miles from High Point is, you know, some of the you know the greatest universities in the United States, right? Or very, very popular universities. You have you know NC State, you have uh, you have Duke, you have uh, UNC, you have Wake Forest. You've got all these big name universities like really close by. So how do you- Half a dozen colleges, right? Just in Greensboro alone, yeah. Yeah, so how do you stand out? Like, how do you differentiate yourself it, to your point um, when you're looking at prospective parents and, you know, they, they know Duke because they, 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 they see him on, the, you know, basketball or UNC yep. or, or Wake Forest, you know, they, they hear these universities because of their sports programs, right? But so how does High Point stand out, you know? And it's, it, it goes right down to X Factor type of stuff, things we talk about all the time. Like, how are you going to stand out from your peers, especially in a crowded market like North Carolina universities? Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this thing, why are they talking about this? What, what, <laughs> what colleges? This has nothing to do with me. It actually is freaking everything to do with you and your business. Think yes. about how many of your competitors are within a 60 mile radius to John's point. Yep. Within a 60 mile radius of your either business or place of employment. Yep. And then just expand that bubble out and look at the footprint, how many more competitors there are. Is a crowded commoditized marketplace. And if you're not being different, you're going to be invisible. You just give me another red and white envelope that looks the same as everybody else's in the mailbox, yep. so to speak. Well, the other side of it too is that there are bigger universities out there, yep. right? But 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 they are trying to be better, not if bigger. You want, yeah, if you want a bigger university, you're not looking at high point. They know who they're marketing to. Right. It's not cheap to go there. I'm gonna pull up the uh, pull up the cost of attendance. It's not cheap to go there. They know that too, you know. Um, but one of the reasons I think that they are so different is because of their leadership. So uh, cost of attendance, total cost before aid is $54,700. After well, financial Is that a aid, year? Yeah, uh, $38,877. Um, <laughs> according to the scholarly journal wow. and research periodical known as Wikipedia. Um, so... <laughs> So my point being, they know who they're marketing to. They know who they're not. They're marketing to the affluent. Uh, and the affluent tend to be the people who are a little more recession proof too, which True. right about now is really smart. And, and the reason they are focusing on the experience and they haven't always done this, it's because of their leadership, John. Uh, do you know who their college president is? I have no idea. Even though I live not too far away, I have no idea. So his name is Nito Kubain, and he is uh, the former president of Great Harvest Bread Company. Oh, I know who he is. Former president of the National Speakers Association. He is a speaker. 
author. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah, I know. So he's he is. created yeah. essentially a very entrepreneurial university. And that is an X factor institution. If I've ever seen one. I love it. I think that's fantastic. I like the fact that they're trying to differentiate themselves and to be different. And the other thing is too, I think you, you hit on it. Who's the customer? You know, a lot of cases, people think their customer is the student, the incoming student, but nope. I think they recognize that the customer is actually the one paying the $50,000 a year, right? A parent has to be like, yeah, this is the place where I want my son or daughter to spend the next four years. They're safe, good food, good education, you know, uh, it's, you know, a Disney World type atmosphere, right? Um, yeah, if you have money and you want your child to be safe, this seems like a good place to send them. And, and there's a huge, huge teaching point right there with what uh, my buddy JR just said. <laughs> and that is like, so there's the customer, yes, or who you perceive as the customer, the user of your product or service, but then there's also the economic buyer. A lot of times you're focusing your efforts on paying attention to the customer and they're not necessarily the decision maker, the economic buyer is. So if anything you do caters towards kids, economic buyers, mom and dad, and you yep. need to tailor your messaging and your marketing, your value proposition to them. Yep. Who's your customer? But, yeah. But wait, there's more. If you're one of the first 500 callers, you get two X-Factor colleges. Yes. So uh, I'm going to give you the short version of um, the other X-Factor college, I believe. Um, John, do you know where Berea, Kentucky is? I do not, but I imagine it's somewhere near a bourbon distillery, at least I hope. Uh, or a meth lab. Yes. <laughs> That's so Berea, <laughs> Berea, Kentucky is the home of Berea College. Berea College is one, is the only of America's top colleges, the only one that awards every enrolled student a no tuition promise. Hmm. No student pays for tuition. So you think of the student loan crisis, the crippling debt kids come out of college with today. And again, this is X factor because they're doing the exact opposite hmm. that every other university in America is doing instead of like charging, overcharging, charging even more, you know, and, you know, just playing that kind of arms race that all these schools are, are playing that game with facilities. Berea yeah. College just said uh, every student's going to have a job on campus and they're basically going to pay for their, they're going to pay for themselves. Uh, through, you know, community service and performing a job on campus. It could be working in food service, could be working, you know, on the grounds, um, could be a lot of different things. So literally you go to school for free. You just have to, you basically just have a job throughout you have a part-time job. And if you think about how many kids what are going heck? to school somewhere <laughs> and have a part-time job anyway, yeah. you may as well go to school somewhere tuition free and have a part-time job. I mean, I had a job all the way through college and I, that school didn't pay for any, any of my tuition. Yeah. yeah. And they so, call I, it, they call it work study on steroids. Every exactly. student has a job on campus and it's labor program is like a work study on steroids. Interesting. That's really That's cool. a great business model because I think there's a lot of people who can't afford the $50,000 a year tuition, yep. uh, but they still want to go to a safe, uh, good school 
that uh, they get a good education at. So this is a really, sounds like a really different alternative. Again, how do you stand yeah. out as a small university, right? We're going to do things differently. Instead of charging a bunch of money, we're going to not, we're going to use our students as staff in the, you know, in the, in the campus diner, in the library, in the, you know, what have you. So. Make and, and the value proposition is very similar. You're getting a private liberal arts education yeah. at an elite institution that only accepts 30% of its applicants. And the average cost after financial aid, $1,964 a year. Oh my gosh. I love wow. it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you have, you have other students coming out of college with $100,000 in debt. Yeah. Wow. And that's like the minimum. That's like the jumping off point. Yeah. So I just think like, you know, how does your product or service solve a problem? Think about how theirs solves that student loan crisis problem mm -hmm. for families. Mm. That's awesome. I know, I know my kid will be applying mm. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. I, I like it. I mean, I think the other thing, you know, I think it really boils down to like, you know, when I was going to school, I told my parents, I want to go become an engineer. And they were like, well, and I want to go to Worcester Polytech. I mentioned this. Well, how are you going to do that? We have no money. Well, there wasn't, I don't remember Berea College back then, but to me, yep. that's why I went into the Navy. You know, I got a, got a military scholarship and they paid for college, right? So I basically went to school for free, essentially, well, other than spending five years of my life you know, wearing the uniform, but, but if this was an alternative back then, and I saw that, that would certainly be a good alternative for someone like me in the circumstances I was in. So I love yeah, it. You think about all these politicians railing, you know, for free college, free community college, right, free right. college for everybody. So, so like, if you're think about how you treat something you get for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, compare how you treat a rental car to yeah. a car you own and you're making payments on. 100%. Yeah, there's no skin in the game. And you can get a very high elite education at this place. You have a skin in the game by working there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if you know that um, you'll have to help clean up the grounds, you'll be less likely to litter. Yep. You'll be less likely to cut corners around you know, in the grass instead of walking on the sidewalk. You'll take better care of, you know, things in the dorms and dining hall because you and your peers are responsible for uh, yep. make, making sure that place is shiny and standing tall. You know, um, just super impressive, the whole concept. And here's an unpopular statement, I'll say. And some people might get offended by this, but as a hiring manager. That, that was a very subtle trigger warning that he just <laughs> issued for you folks. So if you're a snowflake, you're about to melt. I'm just saying that have people to may not, up off the ground. People may not like to hear this, but I would say this as a hiring manager, I would prefer to hire somebody who spent the last four years working for their degree and doing it on their own and earning it on their own and having pride of having done it by themselves versus, now again, this could be offend some people, mom and dad paying $50,000 a year uh, for a you know higher education. Who do, I, who do you think is going to be coming into my workforce and wanting to uh, work hard and impress me as a boss. Yeah, I've always said there's a big difference between uh, earning a degree and receiving an education. Yep. To your point. Yeah. So I don't know, it's a little, some people may not like that, but that's just the way I feel. So uh, JR. Yes, sir. Enough about me and my wonderful ideas. 
Yes. Um, if you could sit a little higher in your seat for those watching on Brewtube, I mean, YouTube, uh, people could see what you're wearing. Oh yeah. I'm wearing, and, you know, I often get messages, you know, in my inbox, people try and slide into my DMS and they're like, <laughs> what's your co-host wearing? We want to know we're, we're listening on iTunes or Spotify. <laughs> we want to know what John Rennie was wearing. Yeah, I am wearing what is John Rennie wearing and how does that relate to what we're about to talk about? I'm wearing a 17. Nothing but a smile. <laughs> I'm wearing an 18 year old t-shirt is what I'm wearing. It's a, it's a t-shirt from Cambridge University in the UK where I actually went to school for a master's degree. So, and that's uh, the X Factor University I'd like to talk about today just because it's so what, unique and different. So. What was your master's degree in? Manufacturing engineering. And your undergrad was double major in uh, sex education and theology. Is that correct? 100%. How did That's you know? I, thought. Yeah. Uh, I was a mechanical engineer in undergrad school. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've been lying to me low these many years. Yes, I was. Absolutely. No, I, I, now for something completely different, I should say. We're going to talk a little bit about what I think is an X Factor University, and that's oh, uh, you're Cambridge. completely different, all right. Yes, hundred percent. This is the University of Cambridge, which was founded in 1209. BC or AD? <laughs> AD. Okay. So it is the second oldest university in, in the English-speaking world, and in the world's fourth oldest surviving university. It's one of the original. It's the OG of universities. And it's a pretty cool thing. So um, it's, uh, it, it was formed in 1209. And the only other university before that were the uh, University of uh, Bologna, Phoenix? In Italy. No. University of Phoenix? <laughs> Close. University of Bologna, Bologna in Italy. Then is that a Oxford. truck driving school? What's that? University of Bologna is a truck driving school? It is. It is in Italy. Oxford, which was founded in uh, 1096. And then uh, the University of Salamanca in Spain, that was in 1134, and then Cambridge at 1209. So really early age, early, one of the first universities. And it's kind of cool place uh, having gone there. It's kind of like a medieval town that hasn't really changed much since the 1209. Obviously, they've built up new buildings and all that, but it just has a lot of, a lot of history, a lot of tradition. And um, it's kind of a, it's a really amazing place. And what's interesting is how it was founded. Um, and the reason it was founded because um, there was a dispute at Oxford. Oxford was another university in the UK, one of the originals, right? And um, turns Got out, out that- the Oxford um, English Dictionary. You've heard about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Turns out there was, uh, some, uh, some, so there was a woman who died in, in the town of Oxford and that the townspeople blamed three uh, Oxford students for doing it and they hung them in the town square. This is, wow. you know, justice in the 1100s, I guess. And so some of the students left and started universities in Paris uh, and in Oxford or in Cambridge. And that's, that's how it became, became or got started was actually students leaving from Oxford because their buddies got hung in the town square. So uh, interesting origins they, to Cambridge. Folks, let's clarify here. Those three Oxford students got hung. They weren't. They hung. weren't hung. They got, <laughs> they got hung. hung. Yeah. yeah. 
There's a big difference. You see those three Oxford students <laughs> in the town square. Damn, they're hung. <laughs> no, they got hung. Thank no, they you. got hung. Absolutely. So, so Cambridge University, a little bit about it. 121 Nobel laureates came from there. So 14 prime ministers, British prime ministers, 194 Olympic uh, medals have been awarded to graduates of Cambridge. And here's some, here's some noted graduates. Uh, Charles Darwin, you know, of the famed evolution, uh, evolution stuff. Uh, Robert Oppenheimer, nuclear bombs, right? My, my background. Stephen Hawking, right? Quantum mechanics, we know him. Lord Kelvin, how about Lord Kelvin? You know what he did? Uh, he's the, uh, the first half of the dynamic duo. Calvin and Hobbes. Close. He, okay. he is part of a dynamic duo of the first and second laws of thermodynamics. He actually wrote those. So I was real close. You were very close. How about Sir Isaac Newton? You remember what he did? Yeah, he made those fig cookies. Wait, what? No. Fig Newtons. No, it's not Fig Newton. It's Isaac Newton. Gravity. Yeah, he, he discovered he, gravity. He invented the fig cookies. And they're called Fig Newtons for a reason. Hello. Hello. Uh, Alan Turing, Turing, which is the father of computer science and artificial intelligence. Ray Dolby. You know what? Do you know Ray Dolby, right? He blinded me with science. That's it. I knew you were going to get that. Thank that's you. Thomas no. Dolby. <laughs> that's Thomas Dolby. He invented Ray's the Dolby. twin brother. <laughs> Dolby noise reduction. Uh, Parker has <laughs> no idea what I just referenced. Yeah, I, I literally. Blinded me with science. 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 <laughs> so some other graduates, John Cleese. That's why I said there's some, uh, now for time for something completely different. John Cleese of uh, uh, the famed... Uh, <laughs> Monty Python, Flying Circus, Robert Frost, Ian McClellan, Gandalf, you know, from, you know, anyways, Prince Charles. And finally, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is a graduate of Cambridge University. So, so hang on, John. Let's go back to that 129. You just rattled off. You just name dropped like it's your job. Uh, <laughs> you said there are 129 something or others. Nobel laureates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 14 what? Uh, British prime ministers. And then 194 what? Olympic um, uh, medal winners. And that, you see you have all of that talent. Yeah. And you still manage to lose the American Revolution to a bunch of farmers. <laughs> it is Pathetic. true. It is true. Uh, and let's send them a participation trophy for the American, <laughs> for their role played in the american revolution absolutely yeah Hashtag i was there america i was there during a couple of fourth of july's and they gave me a lot of crap about it when i was over there so <laughs> but i think i think the one thing the reason it stands out to me is one one is just because it's 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 so original it's one of the one of the original founding universities of you know one of the one of the first places of higher education all these people have gone through there and have have impacted the world, right? And this thing has, you know, this university has been there and it stays there and it continues to, to be there. And, and you think about the people who have gone through those those walls and how they've impacted history. You know, the names, some of the names I just threw out there, whether it's, you know, poets, whether it's uh, scientists, whether it's uh, actors, I mean, just amazing amount of people have gone through those four walls and um, 
you know, and, and have impacted the world, right? And so I think that makes it an X factor because it's just, it's impacted history, it's impacted the world. And, um, you know, and it's been there for a long time and it continues to be there, you know? So, you know, they say most, most, most companies, you know, fail after, after five years, right? And here's something that's been around for what, uh, 800 years and, and, and still going. And to think that it was founded 427 years before the first college in America was yeah. founded. Yeah. Which is Harvard, Harvard University. Harvard. Yeah. And it's inferior to Harvard. Harvard is thought of, no offense, Harvard is thought of as the foremost academic institution in the world. Mm. So I'm, I'm very America first, if you hadn't noticed. I'm very pro-America. <laughs> no offense, Cambridge. I'm, I'm pro-America too. That's why I'm not kinda... sorry. So let me tell you one thing about if you're pro-America, why you like Cambridge. And one is um, uh, World War II. There's Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, there is that, yes. <laughs> Which is where Harvard city. is. Our fair city. If you watched uh, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, they would call it from Cambridge, Mass. So... Um, one of the things I like about it is that uh, there's actually an American uh, military cemetery in Cambridge. So Cambridge oh, wow. actually donated um, a very large piece of land for a lot, all, all, a lot of the sailors and um, airmen that died during um, during World War II that left from uh, air bases that were close to Cambridge. And they, so they, it's actually a piece of American soil. Yeah, there's a piece of American soil on in Cambridge that is the American. Um, uh, World War II cemetery, and that's uh, a place I used to go to. I probably went to about four different times while I was studying over there. Just it's a it's an amazing place, and uh, it's all Americans that are buried there in Cambridge. So uh, you know, my shout out to the university for doing something like that and donating the land for these heroes that that uh, during World War II. So something again that made me, and it's kind of cool. Um, the pubs inside the the old town of Cambridge. They, uh, there's places on the ceiling where you can see where the American airmen um, used lighters and they, they, they wrote their names on the ceiling of some of these pubs. And so uh, where they would hang out in the pubs uh, before they would do their raids on Germany and what have you. So it has, a, it has an American influence in the town as well. So you can, you can be pro-American and pro-Cambridge at the same time. So that's good. Yeah, but I just think it's an OG college. It's an OG university. It and yeah, uh, it's kind of a cool... I was lucky enough to go there and it was a kind of a cool experience. And uh, yeah, I definitely an X factor type of place. Awesome. I think the, um, the fascinating part of all that, I was joking with you about the 129, 14, 194, <laughs> like the, the ability to really sell tradition, tradition of excellence, the pedigree from which, you will be associated with if you attend here is unparalleled yeah yeah that's awesome it's a cool place so and and uh yeah it's, it's kind of like x factor how i got in too so <laughs> it's kind of a like i said i got lucky the, the, how did you get in john the company i was working for had a program they were offering to get into this master's program they just launched it and uh they picked four people around the world. I've worked for a global company. I picked four people around the world to apply for this program. And um, myself and one other American, uh, we, we got our applications in first. And the two, there was one from Germany and one from Italy that didn't get their application in. 
and uh, they missed the deadline. And just because they missed the deadline, they picked us, the two Americans, to go. And uh, so it wasn't necessarily that I was the best, but uh, I just happened to be on time. So, and uh, I got picked and it went, uh, yeah, got a, got a chance to go. Full, full scholarship, 100%, and a company paid for it. Pretty, pretty awesome experience. Uh, it wasn't uh, Aunt Lori. She didn't hire a college consultant to get you in. Wasn't that? Uh, oh, yeah, right, right. Lori McLaughlin. <laughs> What was Lord, her yeah. name in the, in the TV show? Yeah, yeah, I was on the I was on the rowing team or something. Whatever, what was it? Yeah, <laughs> air air quotes rowing team, rowing right? Team. Exactly. Aunt exactly. Becky. It was Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. Yeah, right. Aunt Becky was. Aunt Becky uh, didn't get you in from Full House. No, no, okay. but I did get I did get rather lucky. So, um, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Are you and allowed so, to talk about that? What's that? Uh, about the time you got lucky at Cambridge University. <laughs> I can't even believe you brought that up. You're so buttoned up on this pod. Do you want to talk about this? Is it, no, this I sounds don't. like it's story time. Story no, it's time not. Story Tell us about time. the time you got lucky at Cambridge. <laughs> I got lucky to get into Cambridge. Oh, to get in. Okay. <laughs> but that being said, cool place. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. The, uh, kind of interesting uh, contrast in the institutions we shared. Yeah. Yep. So it's X factor institutions. I wonder if college is even going to be a thing in a few years. You, you know, really you make wonder. a really good need, point. Like a, unless you need a pre-professional degree, like pre-med, pre-dental, pre-law. Yep. Pre-veterinary. Do you really need undergraduate education? Well, and, you have and YouTube. I know with you have YouTube, you have so many resources out there. How, I mean, you know, we, you like to talk about it and I, and I agree with it, the dashboard university, how much can you yeah. learn just in your car driving around that, that that's probably better than anything you can find in higher education. So I think you're right. I think that at some point, and, and at, first of all, it's overpriced, right? And the value for the dollar is really isn't there. Like how many people get can can really earn a job and pay back their investment, right? Uh, in the most of the college degrees, you can't even get a job where you can pay back what you put into it, right? Yep. So yeah, I think I think there's going to become a day where where we don't care where you went to school, yeah. you know, it's not going mean, to matter. Just hey, we can't of... we can't all go to Cambridge, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of also put in the perspective elon musk being one of the most renowned and famous people of our time right now uh huge... let's be honest the only reason people know him is he smoked weed on joe rogan's podcast but go ahead <laughs> well I, i'm a huge fan of him and he uh one of his biggest quotes was uh he said he had tweeted out he's like uh don't confuse schooling with education i didn't go to harvard but the people that worked for me did which How about that? I think it's very, very true. And he's like uh, a huge. I'll, I'll, I'll quote another famous, uh, famous uh, individual who recently tweeted, "Don't believe everything you read on the internet." And that was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Well. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Parker. Parker didn't believe that one. Nope. Uh, we didn't hear. I actually believe you, John. No. So true. Actually. 
So yeah, that's uh, X Factor Institutions. And, you know, uh, it might be a couple of years from now and we might be talking about um, the fact that, you know, there's something that has replaced X Factor Institutions when it comes to professional development for our youth and learning. So, John, what do we want people to do with this podcast after they've consumed it? Well, I mean, first I of know all, there's certain people who are going to do these things yep. and without us prompting them because they're called freaking P1 listeners. Yeah, the P1 listeners, we don't have to say a word. They know exactly what to do. They're part of the program. They know exactly what to do. They're going to press like, they're going to share, they're going to tell their friends and family about it. That's that's pretty straightforward, easy. But for those of you who are out of the family, they haven't really joined, haven't really become part of the P1 community that's what you need to do. If you want to be part of the, the community, you've got to like it. You got to share it. You got to talk about it. You got to put it up on your social media feed. You let people know about this crazy group of guys that come out in here and can talk about the things yeah. that are uh, the differentiators in, in, uh, in business and in life. Like yeah, if you're in, if you're not in a family, like John said, like you're in the foster care system. No, it's not good. And you're bouncing around from home to home. If you want us to adopt you, yeah, you need to start sharing this freaking podcast up. Yeah. You need to start telling everyone, posting it on social media. That'll get you in the family. And, and what people probably don't know is that the, those that are loyal and that are a part of the P1 community have gotten all sorts of stuff in the mail recently. You know, they've gotten some bottom gun coffee, right? Our sponsor. They've gotten books from uh, Coach Brew and myself. They've gotten a box of poop with glitter in it. A box of poop. Wait. Did we send that out? Wait, we weren't we supposed to. We what uh, what episode was that, Parker? Last episode, episode X Factor Technology. 18. 18. 18. Episode 18. Yep. And this is episode Yep. 19. Yep. So we didn't really send uh, a box of poop with glitter in it to a listener, no. but that was a subtle way for me to get you to go back and listen to episode 18 if you haven't already, because we do talk about that. Yep service that a company provides geniuses which, thank you which you can also at the end of this clip just click the link it'll be at the end of this video click the link it'll take you to episode number 18 and you can watch that too i'm not sure where i am in the brady bunch squares it always looks I'm never sure i'm never sure where you are you are a moving target you uh you don't show up on our on our radar or our sonar. Yep. You're like a stealth yep. underwater killing machine. Yes. A nuclear-powered stealth underwater killing machine, John Rennie is. Yep. Well, what episode, can I say? Episode 19. <laughs> and there you have it. You, uh, the unwashed masses, have gotten your marching orders. Yep. Share this up. Become yep. a part of the family. You might win some fabulous prizes. Yep. And no poop. We will not send poop. No poop. We promise. No, no. poop. Uh, we'll send you something maybe that'll uh, help make you poop. Coffee is a great laxative. <laughs> Shout oh, out to Bottom Gun Coffee. <laughs> there, you have it. And there it is, folks. We'll catch you in the next episode. If you haven't watched and listened to the other previous 18 episodes, I mean, that's like calling sick from work for a day yes. or two and just get caught up. Okay. And just, if, especially if you hate your job, or your boss is a dick, 
just call in sick and, and get paid to watch every episode of our podcast. Yep. Binge watch it. You'll love it. Punish your boss's bad behavior and do it like the most inopportune time for them. Like they need you to lead a big meeting, something, anything. Yep. Make sure to send your boss uh, poop too. You, you didn't just not. hear that from us. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. That's it, folks. That's it. Great hanging out with you. Shout out to uh, all the fabulous institutions we referenced but yep. most importantly uh shout out to you for investing your time and listening to our random musings catch you in the next episode thank Take you care. good night now even if it's morning good night now